Hello, I'm Brad Geddes. WebmasterRadio.fm wants to help you explore the keys to success in your internet marketing and expand your wealth of knowledge. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app now available for iPhone and Android. Download it today from the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Discover new ways to revolutionize your revenue stream linked right to your smartphone with the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company. On this show, we will investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. So in our last episode, we were talking with Matt Van Wagner from Find Me Faster about a lot of ways of dealing with clients from firing them to um, how you part with clients to actually a lot of good um, cause-based marketing as well in some great companies. And on this episode, we're going to continue the conversation but get a little more strategic in dealing with the clients, you, and the search engine or and a marketing channel. So welcome back, Matt, and thank you for being on the show. Hey, Brad. It's great to be back. I just love your show. That is – I'm glad to hear that. I suppose if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be here, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so last time we talked more about the agency-client relationship, and, and there's a third party in this for us search marketers by the name of Google, Bing, Facebook, Twitter, whoever you're you – know, take your point, right? And, and so sometimes the client gets mad at you, and it's not your fault. Google does something. Google changed the terms of service. They disapproved ads for no good reason. Um, and so when it's your results, right, that are messed up for the client, but it's not your fault, it's really Google's, how do you handle those situations? Oh, man. You know, it, it, it's changing e- even as we speak because uh, Google continues to bring on tons and tons of new bodies all over the world to deal with support issues and uh, to deal with problems. Now, uh, I'll first say in, in, in Google's uh, – uh, favor that um, they give great access to support in in a very quick way, and most of the time, if I chat or email or call, uh, the, the, I can usually get ninety percent of the the issues I've got resolved very quickly. I they they uh, they, they do a gr- they really do a great job, but I do have to say that uh, lately uh, I'm starting to get a sense that. There's a lot less interest in working with clients when there's a real serious problem, especially when it de- deals in industries that uh, are personal health related information or some you know legal or medical or whatever type of things. And so I think there, there are some situations where you have to be very strategic about uh, you know pushing the reps that you're working to escalate escalate issues. The uh, 
I, I always, when I'm dealing with Google on an issue, uh, I always go back and I document, uh, you know, as much as I can where we're getting spam from when it came in so they can identify if, if I've got a, you know, just all of a sudden a rash of really, really bad traffic. Sometimes it's a bad decision I made, you know, to, uh, to keep an unguarded broad match or unguarded to display, uh, you know, campaign, uh, not, not tightened up enough, but all of a sudden something's changed in Google's algorithm that's been running the same way for six months that things go really wacky and it, you know, you lose a couple of thousand bucks in a couple hours or a couple of days, whatever your spend might be. And these are the times when it really, really uh, helps to have a little, you know, make, make sure you document everything you're doing and go, go right after Google. I don't know. What, have you had, what, what's your, have you had any sort of change in the way you're feeling Google's working with you? You know what? So, so I often end up between, Companies, so I, I guess often I'm between Google and Home is in a lot of ways, but the ones that are kind of applicable here are there's a company that has got a great history and spends a fair amount of money with Google, and they add a new product or Google changes how they view a product, and all of a sudden the quality score team or the policy team is just all over them, right? And, and so in those cases, there's there's usually a couple things. Like one one is – Get as much information about from the quality score team and the policy team as you can on what needs fixed. Yeah. And you cannot look at competitor sites here and to judge things from. So what I find is that a lot of times you may be the first person kind of hit in this new industry. And if you look at competitors, they're about to be hit, but they haven't yet. And so if you base what they're doing, Google's just going to keep disapproving your stuff. Um, mm. And it's more – I always, when I do a redesign because of that, it's I almost am slightly more conservative than I need to get everything reapproved, and then wait for everyone else to start getting disapproved and how they come back, and then kind of get more and more salesy as need be without crossing a line. But I, I find that Google will have a policy that you need to follow the spirit more than the letters. And so getting lawyers involved is useless. Um, but I think my, my favorite story, and I'm not going to name this client, but um, so they were spending uh, between 4 and $5 million a month with Google. And, and they had horrible, horrible quality scores. And Google's like, you have to fix this. Just, you must fix it. We're going to shut you off. And, and by the way, I think my top spend is like $12 million a month where Google was like, your quality scores are so bad. And, and so <laughs> money just, just doesn't affect quality scores. And so we, we took everything offline. We fixed everything, got all kinds of new stuff in place. Their quality scores went from like a, I don't know, a 2.3 average, which is a really bad average, right, to, to up in the six range. They, uh, they were double their quality scores, and, and they got everything back and running again. And so they were now spending about $2 million a month, a little more, for the same amount of traffic. And now their AdWords reps were saying, why have you dropped your spend so much? You have to increase your spend <laughs> back to what it was. Like, you, your algorithm, we got, we're getting the same amount of traffic. If it's for half the cost, we're in great shape. Right. And, and so sometimes like the reps, you know, look at spend, right? Not at traffic levels as marketers. We care, you know, about traffic and of course, conversions. Um, well, you know, I, I it, it, and, and you're, you know, that's a, uh, when you have that sort of, uh, you know, muscle. You would think that Google might might pay the rest might pay a little pay a little attention to you, 
But, you know, the, the, uh, I'm pretty sure, Brad, uh, that the, one of the first jobs that anyone at Google takes is in the ads, ads quality team. So I think that it's really good to push back at first when you think things are wrong because often it's a brand-new employee that's just cutting their bones. And so, you know, it's a little game of chicken, but there, there's a good chance that uh, they've just got it wrong. And so I always encourage people to go ahead and, and, and push back. You know, don't, don't accept, uh, you know, the, the first answer. Yeah, I um, just want to clarify that. So if the quality score team or the policy team directly approaches you, it's not a new employee. It's an established piece of Google's business you have to pay attention to. If it's an ad approval, totally agree with you. That's often the first approval, job, correct. and they're yep. often really messed up. Yep. Just yep. want to clarify that. Yep. So, no, so when you get back between Google clients and yourselves – and you kind of mentioned this earlier last last show, where Google launches a new feature, and some client reads it on search engine land or wherever, and like, we should do this. And you look at the feature, and you say, that's a terrible idea. I don't like this feature. Why would you want to do it, right? Um, what what do you do when there's a new feature your client might want to try, but you mm -hmm. don't think it's good? So do you tell them about the pros and cons? Do you tell them no? How do you approach so with the client? Especially well, when absolutely. I think Google's God, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and and oh, and you bring up another good point. Uh, a lot of these these ideas that get planted in clients' heads, uh, I, more more than more, more than I'd like to say, you know, is from Google reps and uh, you hey, know new hey, Matt, business you guys. Cut and, about yeah. twenty seconds. You okay. cut off about twenty seconds there. Can you start right back from the beginning of that sentence? Where where were we? Where you would just um, uh, I, you would just started talking. Um, so I had said, and you know, people think Google is God, right? And then that's when you were like, "Oh, that brings up another good point." Whatever oh yeah, say. I okay. hope you don't forget. Okay. Nope. Oh no, Brad, that brings up another good point. Uh, in that uh, some of the ideas, uh, you know, people are reading on, you know, from columnists, even like myself, about new features or some of the good stuff on Search Engine or Land or Search Engine Watch or Search Engine Journal, wherever they might read these things. But, you know, more often than not, we're starting to uh, get Google reps that are calling, uh, new business reps that are calling our clients and suggesting this or suggesting that or the other thing. And it, that, that gets a little bit dicey. Um, so we, we, we've tried to make sure that when, when a client gets a call from a Google rep or a Yahoo rep, we say that, we, that they let them know that they've got an agency and they should call and talk to us. But... We, when, there are always going to be new features that come out, and the uh, if we're, you know, at that point where, you know, we're no longer uh, at a steep growth rate on the campaigns, everything's running along in a certain way, I absolutely will will take a look at anything a client suggests, and I will tell them this is not appropriate for us, or if you insist that we try this, let's isolate it over here and let's give it only this amount of budget. This is what we expect to happen. Put up a test and, and let it run and. And the you know the client will you know pretty much pretty soon see that yeah that was not a a good idea so you don't necessarily want to have a battle with your client about new features you don't want to say that you're you know you don't want to you know do work for them or be lazy somehow but at the same time Google does release I don't know how many new features Larry, I think Larry Kim was saying over six hundred new features were added last year alone and um, you know if if you spend your days just tasting all the new features. Um, you're not concentrating on, on some of the core. It's sort of like, you know, when you're working out, you know, you concentrate on the core and, uh, you know, you do your specialty exercises afterwards, right? 
Yep. No, that's that's exactly right. So so if you were get to be a, a braggart for a moment, right, and say, hey, hey, Matt, so we have a few beers. And, and what is your favorite success story ever? Right. Of all the clients or anything you worked on, this was just like our store that just was amazingly well. And we'd never tell a client because we can't duplicate it, but it was amazing. Like, what's your favorite success story? Oh, it was so short-lived, I have to say it. We, we were brought on by a client who was doing a single product company. It was a consumer product, and I'm thinking, there's no way that you can build a company around just this one, one product. And um, so we said, we'll do it. And so we built out the best campaign we'd ever done. The keyword research was terrific. We built a set of keywords that were excellent. We had great ads. I mean, I was so excited about this campaign. And, and we, 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 we even did something we never, we, we never recommend, which is never launch a, a campaign on a Friday afternoon unless you want to work the rest of the, afternoon, the, rest of the weekend fixing it. You know? But we launched this about 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And we were watching our analytics, and we had a real-time analytics program that we were using at the time called Hitslink. Uh, and the very first click we got on an ad came to the site and converted. And I'm thinking, I can't believe this. First click, 100% click-through rate, 100% conversion rate. Man, we're just going to take this one to the bank and have so much fun. And then the, 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 uh, the campaign sucked pond water from that time forward. <laughs> But my favorite, my favorite story of all time is that we've got a client and they're, they're in the uh, a prototyping business. And so they can only take, they know what their lead time looks like. And they, once they fill up their shop, they can't take any more business. So we've got one client that, you know, is yelling at us to get them more business, get them more business. And then two weeks later, we say, can you, pl-, they, they call us and say, can you please turn off the campaigns? And we just think that that's bragging rights, that we, we've completely overwhelmed them, even after they've built three new plants. So that's my favorite brag. What's yours? That's a great one. You know what? I'll tell you after break. So let's take a break for our sponsors, and I'll tell you my favorite story in just a moment. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jellian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we are back talking with uh, Matt Van Wagner about, in this case, our favorite stories. And so mine, is, this is an easy one, actually, for me. So um, it was for a, um, a large public company who had just made They'd made a joint venture with two other big companies, and and so we were privy to all the new logos and everything coming out, and they were like, hey, we're, we're just getting started with this brand new product, and, and this company now is worth many billions of dollars. And they're like, um, can you just design us a campaign for this? And they had a budget of like 50 grand. So we took 25000 and we made a CMS for them that we could automatically change the messages and landing pages by geography and industries so with this industry geo vertical. And, and then we launched it. The very first click, same as yours, um, went to which converted, which then went to a sales rep who made a phone call and made a $37,000 sale <laughs> off the first click. And, and, and the, 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 the VP of marketing calls me up. He's like, Whatever you guys want, just do it, right? And I'm like, I don't know if we'll, we'll sustain this. Now, it happened that our CMS, it was, I mean, it was a bare bones back end because it was just meant for us, but uh, it worked incredibly well. And that campaign, way, way more than paid for itself. But you know, when your first click is, is more money than your entire marketing budget, it's the same thing, right? It's, those are great. Those Although are I've seen many that I thought, this is great. And of course, it failed. Well, what's, your, what's your favorite failure story? Uh, well, that, that one where our first click turned into, to nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was, that was probably the biggest one, but you know, uh, we've had so many fails over the years and, and I don't say that with, with any, with any, uh, with any shame, you know, there are a lot of, ex, you know, experiments you have to run, but we, we did have one and, um, uh, it was really a shame, uh, because the, it was one of those experiments that we ran because a client had budget money to dump at the end of a quarter, end of a year. And they, 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 uh, insisted that we, we do a test that we really didn't think could work. So we, 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 we did the best we could. We put up a really good display campaign, what we thought was pretty good. And we said, I don't think this is really what we should be spending the money on, but they insisted, no, let's do it. And we spent about $50,000. And I think the entire campaign generated 10 clicks. <laughs> CPM-based then. 
it was CPM based and it was, it was uh, not on, it wasn't on Google. It was on a different network and we didn't have control. And maybe, it, maybe it was more than 10 clicks, but it was zero bit, zero dollars came out of it. And whatever clicks we had, they were, they were completely worthless. And, you know, so it, it's the kind of thing where you, you, you hate to see that, that sort of money, you know, being tossed away. Uh, but at the same time, I had another client that, that, that wanted to run a very good experiment. And this was important. Uh, they were in a business where venture capitalists, venture capitalists wanted to do a very quick life cycle test. They didn't want to wait nine months to find out whether they had a winner or a loser. They wanted to do some accelerated testing. So they said, all right, what if we take and we own uh, page one, position one for one of the top competitive financial awards, you know, that you can imagine at the time of year when, when it's, it's the hottest. And we said, well, all right, you want, you want to own that for, for top spot for, for a day. Uh, we think it's going to cost you about $60,000 for this particular word. Uh, so, okay, let's do it. And uh, uh, so, you know, we, we let the bid float up to, you know, 80 to 100, a little bit over 100. I'm thinking to myself, boy, I should have set up some spam sites and just uh, started <laughs> clicking away, you know. But the uh, we, we, we did a lot of learning. The, the test, was it wasn't economically. Uh, you know, a smart thing to do, but the, the amount of learning they were able to get in that eight hours was actually uh, it allowed them and their and their and their quants to do some some modeling with other tests that we've been doing for months, and they were then able to figure out: Are right, we need to invest three million, or we need to invest ten million? And so they did their thing, and and uh, you know the, the experiment for them was was very successful. So sometimes you don't you, you can actually win by by failing. Uh, there was another it's in a similar way. Uh, this is a, a similar kind of concept where a client uh, kept this campaign going, even though it was well over over its uh, target CPA. And it was the same sort of a thing. They, they wanted to know whether their business model was going to work or not, and they had enough investment money to do it, and they wanted to make sure they had a full result. Well, it turned out that their business model was wrong for what they were trying to do, but the paid search campaign they built was a brilliant campaign for lead generation in a related field. So they actually spun off a company. That company was very successful. They changed their business model in the other one, and they went, went ahead. So sometimes fails uh, really are, are, are you know, short-term uh, if, if you can learn from them. Oh, I agree. In, in fact, I don't mind failing with things um, at all because, A, if we never fail, then we're not really pushing what we could do. Um, two, there's – I mean I – because when I succeed, that means I had a good idea and it worked. When I fail, but I can't learn from it because it was an idea I already had, right? When I fail, it means I had what well, I hope was a good idea, uh, one of my crazy shower ideas, and it didn't work. So now I get to go and readjust my thinking of what a good campaign is. I don't mind failing. I mind losing a lot of money by failing, or I mind if I fail and don't learn anything. Um, but there are many times I've failed, and the client learned something you know, like you just mentioned, incredibly valuable. Not a problem to fail then. In fact, if you never fail, then you're not dealing with either enough fun clients. You're not trying enough fun things. Mm. Um, I, I you, think. you know who said it well. You know who said it well. Sounds in, in at SMX West. Um, uh, Dave uh, mentioned uh, Dave Roth, uh, who used to run Yahoo's properties. Said, look, it, there's no failure is not a problem. But if you're going to fail. Fail fast and learn something from it. You know, don't yep. don't don't fail for a period of time where you should have known you were failing and you didn't catch it. So fail fast. 
that's that's a really common thing to hear these days in the VC industry, right? We don't mind giving you a hundred. Well, we mind giving you a hundred million dollars. We expect something <laughs> from it, but if if you're going to spend a hundred million to learn you, you the, that that you're a failure, then we don't want to work with you. If you're going to spend five million, realize that idea is a failure, and you can now take ninety five million left mm-hmm. and pivot towards another idea, and maybe pivot again. But you're now working with eighty million towards a great idea because you failed twice. And now you know what to build. They're okay with that, and, and so that's really the concept. Is it's not failing as bad. It's that do it quickly, learn from it, change the business or change the marketing or whatever, and put your positive efforts in, in a creative direction. Yeah, so um, so you know, the last when you when you think of again clients and Google and you, so you know, the, the the current battle right, which is we've kind of lost, but it's and and, and maybe we'll hear something about this is. Um, thinking about, you know, these are tablet modifiers, these are desktop modifiers, and we don't have them. Um, and, and so that's our kind of our current battle. So what's our next big battle with, with Google? Oh, boy. You know, uh, I, that's a really good question. Um, so I'll tell you what, Matt. You take a minute to think about that, and we'll take a quick break for our sponsors, and then you tell us what our next battle's going to be. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 30th, 2014. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen, we care, we serve our customers, and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com radio. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big... You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by 
CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, so we are back talking with uh, Matt Van Wagner a, about um, well, all kinds of fun marketing stuff. And, and so the question on the table is, what's our next battle as marketers that we're going to have with, with Google? Well, I, I think uh, maybe it's not so much battles with Google as uh, lots of skirmishes. Um, the last two years, you know, I think we're, we're one and two against Google these last two years. The first thing they did was change the way ad rotations work, and everyone screamed bloody murder. Uh, they changed the way broad match worked and, uh, and then came out with a modifier. Uh, but they, they – they, they, they they unilaterally will do things, which is something they can do because they own the network. And they don't really consider, I think, their customers as really stakeholders in this. They believe that they know what's best for everyone, and they just make these unilateral changes in pronouncements. And so last year, of course, we lived through the enhanced campaigns issue. And, uh, boy, that was a painful period of time for everyone because we had to rewrite all of our campaigns we had to redo our bid strategies we had to re- i mean there was so much that we, we basically had to retool all our campaigns stop whatever we were doing and pay attention to google and uh you know all in a period of you know i think it was what was it when at first it was like in less than 60 days was the the time period and it sort of stretched out right yep but so i think i think that we're going to continue to fight a lot of little skirmishes where they just tweak this a little bit or they change this and it's like, oh, come on, really? Like for Brad, your book, you know, that's just coming out next month. They, they changed, you know, conversions, how they, they, they name conversions. Like, thank you. You know, we, we just put the book in the can and, and you're just changing something silly, you know. So, yeah, lots of skirmishes. Um, we'll, we'll, day by day, we'll be having to keep track of things. That's a tough enough problem. But I, I guess if I had anything to worry about is, is this keyword not provided thing that they did with organic search, and they took that that away. Uh, you know, it was inconsistent the way they dealt with that in paid search because they kept the search queries or some percentage of them uh, in, in our reporting. And I just w- wonder whether that might be something they're ready to pull out from us. And just say, look at uh, use your keyword match types and figure it out. And they would certainly be within their, you know, their rights to do it. It wouldn't be a very fun thing to do. But that's one thing that kind of worries me. I don't know if there's any other huge thing that they could do uh, that would uh, be, you know, put the industry up in arms. But that that's one thing that I am concerned about. Yeah, that you know because they can, it's they can do all that through HTTPS and so forth. I, it doesn't totally concern me, but that is I've heard rumors about that, and I just I can't imagine that. So so overall, Matt, we've been talking for about an hour about client stories, war stories, good stuff, bad stuff, so forth. And what I find interesting is that you, at least in the end, always come back to a means of communication. Whether it's with Google or your client, or I'm sure if we talked in-house, in-house, but at the end, you always talk about good communication with them, and that's what's really important. So if you were to to, to tell someone new or even experienced, it doesn't really matter in this industry, how you're a good communicator or something they should think about when they're writing emails or talking on the phone. I mean, what's your you know one minute advice on? How to be a good communicator to clients or to Google or essentially to other human beings? 
Oh boy, that that would be a, a, a doctoral thesis, I think. But I, I would say that the the main thing is when you're commuting with communicating with someone, don't be lazy. Set a framework. Use complete thoughts. I mean, if you have a good relationship and you've got a dialogue back and forth, you can shortcut stuff. But don't assume that the people that you are communicating with uh, really understand what you do and why you're saying what you're saying. You don't need to overwhelm them and paper them with a lot of uh, data they don't need. But at the same time, you've got to give them enough framework where they say, oh, okay, right, I'm with you. I think uh, I hear you. I think I understand you, and I agree with you. So always give enough context to whatever you're recommending, whatever you're asking the client to agree to, that they uh, don't feel overwhelmed because that's, that's, you know, a lot of times we get into the, the, the way of we, we, try to, we try to bamboozle people and show them what experts we are. That's, not, that's equally as unhelpful as not communicating at all. So I guess my advice would be just set a good framework for the communication that you're trying to uh, make. And and if someone disagrees with you or if you disagree with someone else, how do you – like if a client says, I don't think we should or we should do this way and you disagree, do you push back hard or do you kind of say we can try it but here's the problems? I mean how do you framework – because it's positive communication is easier than the negative. How do you mm-hmm. frame like the, the disagreement conversation? <laughs> I asked the uh, easy questions, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's a really good one. The, uh, I, I think too often I'll become passive-aggressive about the damn thing. Uh, but the, uh, I, I've gotten to a certain point in my life where I don't mind saying, look, I think you're making a big mistake here. And let me see if I can restate uh, why I say what I've got. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, Mr. Client, you know, we're going we're gonna to do whatever it takes to, you know, keep you happy. But part of keeping you happy is to make sure that, you know, we do a good job for you. And if I think this is going to hurt you, uh, I'll do it if you tell me to, but I'm going to need to make that. So I, I, I guess I try, if I believe there's going to be neg- negative consequences, I try to be as honest and open as I can. And then uh, there are times when it's, I've been completely surprised where I was 100% wrong. And so you got to leave open the possibility that as much as you know, there's still a lot of stuff you don't know. Yep, yep. No, that's fair. That's that's excellent. So we're almost done. So if you could leave any last parting words of advice, dealing with Google, dealing with clients, or just things you think are interesting, what would you leave us with? Uh, you know, I would think that come in every day uh, with just a new sense of expectation, new sense of creativity. Uh, you always look for, for new and out-of-the-box solutions to keep yourself motivated because one of the problems that we deal with is after a certain amount of time, paid search management can cause brain damage. It can really be a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. So find ways to you know, laugh at what you do, uh, bring creativity into your situation, and, uh, and keep that enjoyment, which is why you got into this business in the first place. Yep, yep. I obviously agree with that significantly since I talked a lot about that at, at SMX on our panel. Oh, I, that's, that's who I heard. That's who I stole it from. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't mind. That's, that's just, you know what? If you don't enjoy what you do, then you should find something else, right? I mean, this industry has, it's got new things. It has math. It has creativity. It has writing. Um, nothing is stale. So if you like a boring nine to five job, go be an accountant. 
right? If you want, I mean, I don't not mean to annoy any accountants, but it, it's repeatable. <laughs> Too <laughs> right? late. It's re- yeah, it's a repeatable <laughs> item of here. I mean, not granted, again, any accountant would say, but tax laws, 12,000 were changed last year. And you're right. There is interesting things to accounting work. But um, no, that's that's where it, it's important. It's It's good stuff. So, Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. This was uh, a lot of fun to have you here. It was great to talk. Brad, anytime, and I can't wait till we are together again. We can throw back a couple of beers and say the things we can't say online. (laughs) Excellent. That sounds fantastic. I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark and Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. Matt, if they want to find you, where should they go online? Go to matt at findmefaster.com. Just send me an email, and we'd love to catch you. Excellent. And new episodes of Mark and Nirvana can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm. The iTunes, uh, Webmaster Radio FM, iPhone app, TuneIn, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.